It is always a pleasure to welcome our next guest to the show. She gives of her time uh, freely to this program to update us on the fight against coronavirus, even though she has very little free time to spare. Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill is with us. And Gail, welcome back to the program. Thanks. Hi, Jim. Nice to talk to you again. Hey, I, I, before we start the interview in earnest, I, I, I'm dying to know, do you ever talk to, to Jim Stone, your predecessor, and does he just laugh and laugh and laugh And now that he's <laughs> retired and taking it easy? and No, I haven't talked to him, and I think that's probably because he doesn't want to laugh and, and <laughs> <laughs> me hear it. Yeah, he's, I'm not uh, sure. Got but, his yeah, feet up and en- timing. Got his feet up and enjoying life. But uh, you have been working very, very hard for, uh, for months now. Uh, and I know in the last few weeks you had really been uh, driving the message, urging people to be careful for Thanksgiving, to avoid those big family gatherings that could wind up being super spreader events. We're uh, almost two weeks past it now, and today we saw some of the lowest numbers we've seen in more than a month. We were in the double digits again, and we haven't seen that for a while in terms of new cases here in Sangamon County. So did we, in fact, dodge the bullet? It looks like we're on the right direction to have dodged it. Uh, Last night, Dr. Graham told us that it might be one more week before we're out of the woods because of some exposures could have been later in the holiday weeks and people are traveling. So I guess we hold our breath so far. We thought, you know, by Friday we'd know pretty much for sure, but it could be another week, I guess. But as the numbers keep going down, we're excited, but we are cautiously optimistic and don't want anybody to change their behaviors right now since we're, we're going the right way. I mean, obviously, you could see some uh, I- infections taking that long to uh, to incubate, but it seems like we would have seen some elevation of numbers. And in fact, we've seen the numbers coming down pretty steadily over the last couple of weeks. We have. Certainly we have. And so we're hoping that that's, that's a trend. Um, they're going down. Uh, we hope that people that think they may have been exposed or been someplace are testing. That would be something else if people aren't testing. We don't, won't know for sure. But if people that, you know, had a possible exposure or were traveling, if they would be sure to test, that would be helpful. And um, then, you know, the numbers are coming down. So we know people worked hard at it and made some um, decisions to keep their family alone for Thanksgiving this year. And um, everything everybody's doing is um, working, but we want to make sure that that this continues. We don't want to lose sight of the the mat. You know, we can't throw everything away yet and not think that the virus you know is gone because it's not. And that was the message from the state public health director today, Doctor Ngazi Azike, who said uh, a couple of times we have come too far and gone through too much to to throw it all away now. In effect, saying uh, all the sacrifices you made for Thanksgiving, you need to make those same sacrifices for Christmas too. Probably forego those big family gatherings. And, and that's not what people want to hear, but is that really the message they need to hear at this point? I think that's the message they need to hear at this point. I don't like hearing it either. Nobody really does, um, especially since, you know, what we did at Thanksgiving seems to have worked. Um, if we can do some things to try to make it safer um, and uh, come up with a different kind of Christmas this year, that, that might be the best for our whole community. We might pull ourselves out of this statewide and locally um, a little bit faster if we we do those things. Gail, it's got to be noted that, uh, you know, even though uh, this may be a good sign that people did heed that advice and avoid those big family gatherings, we're also seeing this decline in numbers coming uh, about a month uh, after uh, Springfield and Sangamon County closed down indoor bar and restaurant service. Uh, Is it your view that that has also contributed to the decline in cases that we're now seeing? I don't think it hurt at all. I think that it it possibly is a a good component to the the overall picture. 
And um, I do think it probably helped, as painful as it is in other ways, that it, it certainly um, didn't hurt our situation at this point. Let me ask you about uh, some of the uh, the uh, common questions and complaints that keep coming up with that. Sure. Uh, we've had Springfield aldermen, some Sangamon County board members, some restaurant owners complaining that uh, you know they they feel like uh, they don't understand what the the rules really are, particularly with some of the tents and the ventilation and things. Complaining about uh, repeated inspections at, at certain establishments. There, one establishment who got uh, their food service license yanked and then ultimately decided to close for good. Uh, said that you would have a seat at the head table in hell for what's going on uh, with, with all of this. Let me just ask your your reaction to that, because there are, is certainly some animosity out there being directed to the elected officials and to you and your professional capacity for these decisions that have been made. Right. I mean, it's. I understand people are, are suffering, and there's businesses that are suffering as well. Um, I'm not worried about me going to hell at this point. Um, it's I'm, I'm doing my job. We are all doing our jobs trying to protect the, the public as best we can from this virus and learning something new. It's a new virus, and we don't know. Um, you know, we've been learning a lot, uh, um, you know, since this began. And really right now, besides cut, keep our numbers down, we're really trying to protect our hospitals and our, our you know, if we need to go to the hospital, we need to have a bed, and we need to be able to protect those. And the staff working, caring for the COVID patients are exhausted. And um, it's right now that's that's – the newest focus of this, or not new, but it's something like, you know, we talked about trying to flatten the curve in the very beginning, and the curve at the hospitals is concerning right now. So I think statewide the numbers are going down, and we've come really far. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's my job to um, take the guidance from the, the doctors that have been working with us diligently, and this is not just me working on this. This is our whole community working together, and a lot of people working many, many hours. And um, they believe that these are are good for us and for the community. And we have been trying to talk about an exit strategy. You know, how do we get businesses back together? That's our local health, too, is our economy. So it's not far from our minds or our conversations often. Um, and this next last thing was that we needed to see what happened after Thanksgiving. So far, so good. Um, yeah, but we don't want to throw it away either. Sangamon County Public Health Director Gail O'Neill is with us. And Gail, you know, we, we've seen the decline in the daily cases, but the, the positivity rate is, you know, one of the big factors we've been looking at. How has that been trending? And does it give us any indication as to when we might be able to start letting restaurants open back up again and allowing some people indoors during this cold weather? Well, I've been watching the mitigation plan, and actually the, the outdoor dining and um, all that came from the governor's plan and the mitigation plan. Um, so we've been trying to, to live with that, too. The Right now, the three uh, metrics that we need to watch is the positivity rates and the people being hospitalized and the ICU um, availability. Um, so right now, it's just the hospitalization that the numbers overall for our region are, you know, too high at or too low. The availability of, of hospitalizations, our numbers have been fluctuating and have been in a downward trend for over 11 days now, and that's great. Um, hospitalizations, not so much, um, especially for Sangamon County residents. So, but it looks at it regionally. So I think we're getting there. Um, it seems like watching the hospitals is our next concern. And, and having that available. 
I want to go back to the the restaurants because yeah. some of the the complaints that we've heard are, are things like uh, multiple inspections in the course of a week. Some establishments say they've been visited two or three times in a week uh, by county health inspectors. I know one of our aldermen uh, wondered if uh, you were uh, taking and following up on anonymous complaints and suggesting that maybe some business were being targeted by competitors uh, to have uh, health inspectors come out and you know and and give them a, a rough time. Basically, uh, tell me a, a bit about that. How do you decide? what places to inspect do you follow up on anonymous complaints how does that all work we do follow up on anonymous complaints um, sometimes we know about uh, places and yes competitors could report on each other that that happens sometimes our inspectors are out so much that they kind of know which facilities we've been dealing with um, the uh, as far as the restaurants getting more than one inspection before we uh, instituted or sent out this last plan um, to talk about the two flaps up or down and, and half the windows opening, the, um, we were making a lot of visits to them. Our inspectors were out trying to help the facilities know how to be prepared for this, the new guidance and to um, see how best, if it's possible, to be done, you know, to meet those requirements. So we were going um, on counseling, coaching, <laughs> helpful missions, um, places that were having trouble and were not following the guidance. Um, we did follow, you know, and check on them a few times um, recently. The other people that could have inspected them were the, um, the fire department was checking on some things, so they may have come, and then the city passed the ordinances about the masking requirements. We've only focused on the um, owners of the facilities and their staff, but the city then would be doing some inspecting uh, about the mask ordinance. So technically, I guess three people could show up um, or law enforcement trying to um, check on them. So, yeah, there, may, there, there has been some of that we're aware of. One of the next uh, things we're, we're looking at in the coming weeks is a possible wider reopening of schools, specifically District 186, where uh, they've got a target date of January 12th. Uh, roughly half of students in 186 have indicated they want to be back in classrooms at least a, a couple of days a week. Uh, that January 12th date was chosen because it would allow for three weeks after Christmas gatherings to make sure we don't see a spike. It's only two weeks after New Year's, and, uh, you know, of course, we you mentioned Dr. Graham saying you might have to give as much as three weeks on this. We also just saw the data for Region 3 that says that schools are now the number one uh, location being cited as a place of potential exposure for people who've tested positive for COVID-19. So is it going to be a good idea to start bringing students and teachers back into classrooms as early as January 12th? I think every school district and every school building is different, and I, there's been schools that have been um, managing this, uh, you know, since the beginning. Some have been, you know, done what they need to do, but each school and the buildings and spacing really are making their own decisions. We haven't, um, you know, given them a, and I know as much as they'd like us to do, say you should be open or you should be closed, but we realize that everyone is different, and the um, superintendents are working very hard with the you know, with the staff and to try to keep the schools open or to manage as best they can. Um, you know, I think the teachers were becoming exposed and then coming into the school. There's been remote learning. They, everybody's kind of got a different situation. So um, we kind of, you know, haven't given a blanket statement that way. Um, and district one, everybody wants kids back in school. We do too. Um, and it, it can be done safely, but it's just right this time, it's, we're cautiously optimistic. So, um, we we support the the places that do want to do that, and if we can help in any way with um, giving some guidance, but every school is different. 
Gail, now to the, the questions that now you're probably going to be getting most of all in the, the days and weeks to come, and that's about vaccine distribution. Uh, we know that HSHS St. John's will be a hub for this. We're told by the state that the initial doses will be uh, concentrated in the 50 counties with the highest per capita death rate. Sangamon County is not among them, but obviously a lot of people who get very sick in those counties wind up coming to places like Springfield for treatment. So what do you know about whether our medical personnel at our hospitals will be uh, getting that vaccine among the the first doses there. And when might we start to see some uh, vaccinations for our long-term care residents? Because we know they've been hard hit by this too. They have. Um, With this first delivery that we think will come within a week or two, um, we've been on some calls and um, we don't fit in that category of being the ones with the highest death rates. So um, we aren't expected to get the first delivery. My understanding was our original first delivery was going to be 150 doses, and so we won't be getting that at this time. We may be getting it later. Um, As a health department, we get get to or help decide where the vaccine goes, and we've chosen to make sure that the first responders in the hospitals, the people that are caring for the COVID-positive patients, get the first opportunity to be vaccinated. We have doctors and nurses out there on the front line, so that would be our focus, and the hospitals getting the vaccine. Um, other health care workers, people that are going to be doing the vaccinating, you know, EMS, the long-term care facilities have um, Walgreens has and CVS have um, have a contract with the state to help the long-term care facilities. Um, anyone that didn't sign up will be responsible for helping them, but uh, there's a good plan to get the vaccine in the nursing homes as well. Uh, so I just want to make sure I understand when you said that we're, we're not going to be getting that uh, initial shipment. So that means in that first batch that we're expecting in the next couple of weeks, none of it's going to be coming to Springfield or? As of yesterday. Well, it's coming here as, through the hub, but none, none of it's designated for Sangamon County. Okay. And, and so even though our doctors and nurses are treating a lot of the patients from those counties with the high death rates, uh, they, they won't themselves be getting vaccinated for it because last week the state was indicating they might have some latitude to steer some of the vaccine to the people who are actually treating those patients wherever those patients wind up getting treated. But for right now, that's not your understanding of it? Right. But we have another meeting tomorrow, so we will um, share our um, desire to have our health care workers there, especially in the hospitals, you know, get doses as soon as possible. So we're, we haven't given up yet. We don't know for sure, but... Um, um, and we will be checking with, there are a couple of the counties in Region 3 that um, will be getting vaccine, and they may indeed decide to, um, you know, provide it to the do- doctors and nurses at the hospitals as well. Gail, I'm going to end up with a completely unfair question to throw okay. at you, um, but a lot of people, you know, are looking for a, a glimmer of hope here. Do you, does it look like we see anything that resembles a return to normal in 2021? Well, you, you might have heard on the call last night that it could be fall. And, you know, before we've got a good 70% of our community vaccinated, um, I think it kind of takes the wind out of your sail a little bit to think it's going to be that long. But 70% is a lot of our uh, community. We're thinking that, you know, the majority of the population should be able to be getting vaccinated in the spring. So our fingers are crossed and we hope for some normalcy soon. I mean, I think we're going to live with a little while with um with our friends, the masks and the hand washing that we need to do in a little bit of distance. But I, I do have some hope that it's coming soon. Also, finally, an advantage to being an old fat guy because I get to be farther <laughs> up in the line. So, all right. Yeah, all right. Gail O'Neill, Sangamon County Public Health Director, we always appreciate your time. Thank you so much, and we'll be in touch regularly. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it.